Hey there, I'm Britton, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Cape Cod Church, you can visit our website at www.capecodchurch.com or follow us on social media at Cape Cod Church. In the meantime, enjoy this message in our current series, Home. Let's turn in our Bibles to, uh, or your Bible app to, uh, towards the back of the New Testament to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter is where we're going to be this morning. Um, this week we are in the, uh, the fourth uh, week, the fourth Sunday uh, of our message series that we call Home. Um, last Sunday, it's going to lead up to homecoming, obviously next Sunday. Uh, last Sunday, Brittany uh, took us all the way back to the beginning, to the book of Genesis, and showed us how, how God, the uh, ultimate interior designer, as she called him, had designed this perfect world, to, or this world to be a perfect place where he could uh, live and share uh, the world with us. Of course, that, that didn't work out so well. You don't have to turn very far in Genesis to find out that uh, we, uh, we used our free will to uh, choose not to trust him, and uh, basically we trashed our home and we got kicked out. Uh, this week, I, I, as I said, I want to take us to the other end of the Bible, uh, to a time that is, uh, if we think about it, much like ours today. It's a time when Jesus has already lived and died and rose again uh, so that we could come back home to the Father, again, as Brittany told us last week, um, but also a time when things were not going very well for those who proclaim the name of Jesus. It was a time when the world was, was dark and, and divided and distrustful, a time when that home that Jesus had earned for us seemed very far away. Uh, the book of 1 Peter is a, a letter from the Apostle Peter, uh, one of the disciples from the Apostle Peter, a letter that he wrote from Rome to followers of Jesus that were dispersed around the northern Mediterranean region. Um, they were mostly not Jews. They were mostly Gentiles, as they were called, uh, folks who were not Jews who had converted to Christianity. It was written about 30 years after Jesus' resurrection, which was enough time uh, for the, the Jesus movement to have expanded uh, to those non-Jewish uh, peoples, uh, the, the Gentiles that lived outside of Palestine or outside of Israel, um, in enough time for them to begin to be persecuted and ostracized for no longer conforming to the surrounding culture that they were in, the pagan Greco-Roman culture that they were in. Uh, they were outsiders, and they were in need of community with their fellow followers of Jesus. Uh, amid that context, which, which again might not sound wholly unfamiliar to us today, uh, Peter, uh, the author, uh, I think offers three distinct ideas on how those who follow Jesus can find a home in a world that is redeemed yet still broken, and find that home by joining and supporting communities of love, service, and purpose. Uh, so we'll dive into Peter's letter to see how that works, and, and, and then perhaps to, to see how we can be part of such a community here at Cape Cod Church. First Peter chapter 4, uh, writing in uh, chapter 4 of the letter, uh, starting in verse 8, Peter says this. He says, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts, so use them well to serve one another. If you have the gift of speaking, then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. If you have the gift of helping others, 
Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Uh, in this short passage, in these just couple, three verses, Peter uh, quite simply is saying, I think, that a, a life of love and service and purpose is our calling as followers of Jesus. That might not surprise you. But I think that we can look at those three things, love and service and purpose, as the, as the what, the, the how, and the why of building close, home-like community as well. First, um, and as Peter tells us uh, in, in the first verse there, most important of all is our calling to love each other. Uh, and in fact, to show deep love for each other, as he puts it. In other words, if we want to find a home community, this place called home with others, our first job is to love each other well. And as you might have surmised, this isn't the watered-down idea of love that predominates in the English language today. It's not about really, really liking someone. It's not about being physically attracted to someone. It's not even about being appreciative for what someone does for us. Um, Peter writes in Greek, and the Greek word that he uses, uh, you're probably familiar with, it's called agape. It's a special kind of love. It's the, the Christ-like love that always puts others first. It, it, it loves the unlovable, and it, it expects nothing in return from those it loves. That's the kind of love that Peter calls us to. Um, this is the essence of community, the essence of home, I think. Uh, being among people who care about you as much or more as they care about themselves. And what does this love do for those of us seeking community? Uh, Peter tells us famously in this verse that love covers a multitude of sins. That doesn't mean that love somehow grants us forgiveness of our sins. Jesus took care of that once and for all on the cross. And it doesn't mean that, that God will somehow uh, give us a pass for some of our sins if we're good at loving others. That's not how it works. Peter's not talking about a transaction here. Instead, I think it means that our love for others, our others-focused, self-giving love, allows us to overlook their sins and faults, and it allows them to overlook ours. I found this true as one example, to be true uh, in my marriage. Um, uh, after 41 years of marriage, yeah, we were married when we were 12. Um, <laughs> after 41 years of marriage, after 41 years of slowly but steadily growing our love for each other, uh, Annette and I are much more likely now to laugh about each other's faults and failures than we are to criticize or complain about them. Uh, we, we don't have less faults or failures uh, than we did 41 years ago, I can assure you. Uh, but our steadily growing love, in fact, covers a multitude of sins. And we realize that what we have in common is far stronger than the little things that might try to drive us apart. Uh, Wayne Grudem, theologian, put it this way. He said, where love abounds, small offenses, and even some large ones, are overlooked and forgotten. But where love is lacking, every word is viewed with suspicion. 
Every action is liable to misunderstanding, and conflicts abound. That's certainly true in the world today, isn't it? It's the absence of love that keeps us from forgiving each other, that drives us farther and farther apart about the smallest of differences, that keeps us from being in close community or any community at all. So if, if loving each other, then, is the, is the what that builds close community, Peter goes on to tell us what that love should look like. In, in other words, he gives us, next gives us the, the how of building that sense of home-like community. Uh, back to the passage, uh, we see that uh, for those seeking community, serving each other is what love looks like. Uh, look back at verse 10. Uh, Peter says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Uh, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself is speaking through you. Uh, do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all this strength and energy that God supplies. Now, one quick side note here about the, this word gifts. Um, I'm reading, we're reading from the New Living Translation this morning, which, which translates the Greek word gifts um, into spiritual gifts. Um, however, there's, there's really no indication that, that Peter is talking exclusively about spiritual gifts. In other words, things like understanding the Bible or, or being able to pray really well. What he's saying is that anything you have, your, your time, your talents, your treasure, anything you have should be viewed as a gift from God and should be freely shared with others if, if you want to build that sense of close community with them. I think we too often tend to overlook the reality that everything we have, everything we have, including life itself, is a gift from God that we should be both grateful for and generous with. <laughs> Back at the beginning of August, uh, beginning of the month, uh, Annette and I had the, uh, the pleasure of taking uh, two of our granddaughters, two of our three granddaughters, six and four, um, down to our uh, family's summer beach cottage in Connecticut. Um, the, the cottage is a, is a small community, a small, tight community, and, and every summer uh, in August, they hold a summer picnic for the community. And it's everything you think about a summer picnic. It's sack races and, and, and watermelon and cookout, and, and the kids love it. Uh, and the, the thing the kids like the most is at the end of the day, there's a big prize raffle. So you buy tickets, and, and they call numbers, and the kids go up and get to get prizes uh, from the table. Um, so this year, uh, first time we've done this, I bought 10 raffle tickets for each of the girls and hope for the best. But, but our luck was horrible. Um, it was terrible. Uh, number after number was called. I mean, dozens and dozens of numbers, but no of the, none of the numbers matched any of the tickets that we held. So after 20 minutes or so of that disappointment, um, the family behind us who, who, had, who had, uh, had four or five of their numbers drawn and, and the kids had a bunch of prizes, uh, knowing that our girls hadn't gotten anything yet, um, very generously gave the next winning ticket to, to one of the girls. And I won't tell you which one, because it didn't end well. <laughs> but, but elated, the, the receiver of the gift ticket went up and went up with her, and, and we picked out a prize. And, and I reminded her that, you know, uh, since your sister hasn't won anything either, that, that this is to be shared. This gift is to be shared between the two of you. Uh, she nodded, and she seemed to understand. But later on, when two... <laughs> 
when two tired girls sat down to play with the one toy, uh, the prize quickly became mine. As if it had been earned. Um, squabble ensued. Nanny came in to save the day, took it away from both of them. Uh, but the lesson on human nature was clear, and, and not just for tired little kids. Um, when we're in isolation from each other, uh, when we're not in community, it's far too easy to hoard our gifts and believe that they're for us and, and from us and deserved by us. But in a loving, home-like community, uh, a community in which we're, we've give, been given repeated opportunities to serve each other, it becomes much easier to see that what we've been given, our time, our talents, our treasure, is always meant to be shared with others. Serving, serving others with the gifts that we've been given is what love looks like. It's the how of building community. And finally, uh, Peter tells his readers, these, these exiles that, and outcasts that are seeking the comfort of community, he tells them the, the why behind their calling to love and serve each other. Um, despite their persecution, despite their ostracism, and despite their very human tendency, tendency to not love and serve each other. At the end of the passage, uh, he tells them this in verse 11. Then everything you do, in other words, if you love and serve each other well in community, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Loving and serving others are, are great and admirable things to do. And, and in fact, uh, lots of folks, it's interesting that Brittany, Brittany said what she did about, can you just take the Jesus out of that? Uh, lots of folks who aren't followers of Jesus love and serve others well. Uh, but loving and serving invariably, invariably gets old. It gets onerous. It gets burdensome if we aren't doing it for a higher purpose, if we aren't doing it for a purpose that will outlast us. Uh, for, for us as followers of Jesus, that, that purpose is clear. Uh, we are to love and serve each other in community in order to point them Point people to Jesus, to lead them to experience, as, as Brittany said, that gift of full life that God so desperately wants to give them through his son, Jesus Christ. Our, our love for each other, our, our serving each other, our sacrificing for each other, not only builds and fortifies the communities we seek, the home we seek, but doing so also glorifies God and draws others to him. And in such a time as this, uh, when a divided and isolated world wants to pull us further and further apart, our loving, serving community can only stand out like that, that bright, shining light on a hilltop that Jesus talked about, and that attractive, unusual, different light will invariably attract people to him. So we see in this short, shortest passage at the end of the Bible um, how our Christian home, our, our home between the cross and heaven, is meant to be in community with other followers of Jesus. Um, so now I want to take the, the time that I have left to tell you a couple ways that I think you can best find that kind of community right here at Cape Cod Church. 
Um, being small group Sunday, you've probably figured this one out already. Um, the first way to do that is to join one of our small groups. Uh, now, I understand that for some of you, uh, you just went, click, click, turn me off. Uh, for some of you, the, uh, joining a small group of people that you may or may not know is the farthest thing from your mind, and no thank you very much. Uh, if that's you, I would ask you to reconsider this morning, because if you're sitting here this morning, or if you're watching with us online this morning, uh, my guess is that you're doing so because you're looking for something, for that sense of community that feels like home. And as I've said before, while the, while the Sunday service, the Sunday morning experience is fantastic, it's truly the highlight of my week, uh, the Sunday morning service can't by itself, by design, give us everything we come to church for. It can't. Uh, because most of us, if we're, if we're honest with ourselves, uh, come to church to belong to a community of people that will help us become better versions of ourselves. Uh, people who will know us well and, and people who will share a sense of purpose with us. And, and honestly, only by developing close relationships with a small group of people who meet regularly to love serve and grow together, can, can we fully achieve that? Um, so I, I, I ask you to consider giving a small group a try this fall. Uh, on the way out, um, take just a few minutes to, to stop at the tables and take, take advantage of the small group connector that we have out there. Um, some of our group leaders are out there. They're waiting or will be out there. Uh, they're waiting to tell you about their group. They're waiting to tell you about the group experience. They're waiting to tell you that, no, it's not weird. Um, they, they want to tell you about their groups. And we've got all kinds of groups. We've got groups for men. We've got groups for women. We've got groups for couples. We've got groups for young adults. We've got groups for not-so-young adults. Uh, we've got groups uh, that uh, study the Bible uh, verse by verse. We've got for groups that do uh, video studies. We've got groups that read books together. Uh, we've even got a small group uh, that gets together Monday nights, studies the Bible, and then they go outside and run and walk around the parking lot together. We, yeah, yep, there they are right there. Um, we, we, we literally have a group for everyone, and you can sign up right here today at the table, uh, right at the tables right out there. If you're watching online, um, all of our group information is available online. Um, uh, if you go to the website, uh, just go to kipcodchurch.com, scroll down a little ways, you'll see a button that says small groups. Click on that, and all those things I just talked about, shopping for groups, signing up for groups, all of that is available uh, right there online on the website. Now this year we're, we're doing something a little bit different, and that is if, if you can't find a group that fits your schedule, your needs, your desires, uh, or, or you're just not sure what kind of group to, to, to join, um, we got you covered for that too. Um, just go out to the welcome desk or the connect desk, either one of the desks out in the lobby, take your phone, they get a sign there with a QR code, and in fact, I think the QR codes may be, they're right there in the seat in front of you, if you don't, don't stop right now and do this. Keep listening. Uh, but uh, you can scan, scan that code with your phone. You go to a, a bunch of links, a link tree, they call it. The top one is small groups. Just click on that, and, and uh, you'll go to the, uh, the small groups links. Uh, down at the bottom of that link page, we've got one that says, can't find a fit, question mark. Click on that. It's a form that you tell us what you want. And... and We'll do everything we can to get you connected to a group that meets that needs, and if we can't connect you into a group that meets that needs because we don't have one, we'll start one for you. So don't, uh, don't leave today without 
uh, telling us what you want uh, from a small group. Uh, now, if you if you don't really think that a small group is what you uh, want to do, I mean, I mean uh, if if you if you're determined that you're not going to join a small group. Um, there's another great way to connect in community here at Cape Cod Church, and it involves people. Um, uh, community involves people. If you don't like people, can't help you, but community involves people. Um, and that is to join one of our ministry teams, one of our ministry teams. As Peter told us, serving others is what it means to be in community. Um, serving other, others is what home looks like. And our ministry teams are made up of literally dozens and dozens of volunteers who do just that, um, serve others uh, every Sunday. And like our small groups, our ministry teams offer lots of variety in how you can get connected. Um, maybe you like people and you would like to be part of our first impressions teams, our greeters, our, our desk folks, our, our ushers. Uh, or maybe you fancy yourself as an amateur barista barista or, or chef, and you'd like to serve in our uh, cafe team. Uh, all the proceeds go to local charities, by the way. Um, serve in our cafe team. Or, or perhaps you're a behind-the-scenes type of person, and you'd like to join our facilities maintenance team, the folks that keep this place looking great and running well. Maybe you've got musical talent or technical talent, and you'd like to share that gift with the congregation on our worship team. Or, or maybe... Maybe you'd like to make a really big difference in the lives of kids and young families who attend Cape Cod Church. And, and, and you might consider joining our kids' town, our park, or our loft teams, um, in which you'll have the opportunity to serve and teach and love on our kids and youth here at the church. And by the way, uh, while Peter in this passage encourages us to serve each other with all of the strength and energy that God provides, that sounds pretty challenging. Um, serving on a ministry team doesn't have to be all-consuming. Um, most often, uh, if you volunteer, you'll be asked to serve every other week or, or one service per week. Um, not, it's not all-consuming. And for all of our ministry teams, we'll offer you a test drive. Um, a chance to uh, experience the ministry environment in real time, ask your questions, uh, see it all, see what's going to be required before you ever make any kind of commitment to serve. Uh, so if a ministry team sounds like uh, something you might like to check out, uh, just go to the Connect desk after, after the service, um, and there's a card there and, and folks there to help you that say Team Up. And you can check which ministry teams you might be interested in, and the ministry team leader will call you to schedule your test drive. Now, uh, finally, and a bit frankly, um, for those of you who are looking to connect in community uh, with your church, uh, a good step during this, this fall season of reconnection uh, might be just to come back to church regularly. Uh, because meeting together regularly on Sundays is, in fact, the, the foundation of this community that we call the church. Uh, due to the craziness of the last 18 months or so, and, and then due to the summer break, I, I think some of us may have stopped regular Sunday participation at some point a while ago. And, and for whatever reason, you just haven't started it back up again. Um, so as gently as I can, let, let me encourage you to come on home. Um, the community you've been missing, that, that community of love and service and purpose, it, it, that community is still here, and we miss you. Now, next week, we'll give you a great opportunity to come home, uh, our homecoming Sunday. Um, we're, we're going to have one combined service again 
Um, don't show up at 9 o'clock. You can show up at 9 o'clock. There'll be plenty of coffee. Uh, but if you show up at 11 o'clock, you're going to be watch a bunch of people headed out to the back 40. Um, but 10 o'clock, we're hoping to fill this place with folks who are coming home to Cape Cod Church. Uh, we're going to celebrate in a big way, and then we're going to go out back, weather permitting, and we're going to have a big old party. Uh, there will not be raffle prizes, by the way. Um, so kids, don't get excited. Um, but we're going to have a big uh, cookout, um, live music, uh, games for the kids. Um, it's going to be a great way to celebrate what we hope is going to be a great season of coming home, a great season of reconnection, a great season of building community here at Cape Cod Church. I, I really hope that you can be here with us. Now, uh, Harvard University um, did an 80-year longitudinal study on health happiness, and well-being, and they they started with students from the 1930s. This this study of a group of students over decades and decades and decades found one not-so-surprising conclusion. The study found that more than anything else, more than anything else, a sense of belonging in community is what keeps people, people happy and well for a lifetime. In fact, being in close communal relationships with those that we love and serve and share purpose with, being in those kinds of relationships, they found, overcame any sort of genetic or familial or socioeconomic factors in predicting mental and physical wellness as the subjects uh, aged over the decades. As both Genesis and the New Testament tell us, we were created for community a loving, serving community that glorifies the one who created us, a community that we can call home. Knowing that we're wired that way, don't miss out. Don't miss out on this chance that God has offered you in this place and with these people to find your own community of love, service, and purpose. I promise you will be glad that you did. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, uh, thank you so much um, for this community, uh, for this, this place that attempts to be, above all else, that bright, shining light on a hilltop that proclaims your goodness, that proclaims your love, that proclaims your mercy, proclaims your forgiveness. Uh, inspire us and, and show us, Lord, uh, show us how beautiful it is to be in the community of loving and serving with the purpose of glorifying you. And inspire us this morning. Give us, uh, give us direction for those who are looking for small groups, for those who are considering serving in ministry, for those who are hungry for community. Give us, give us guidance and draw us near um, so that we can find what you know we're looking for. This morning, uh, Lord, I want to also lift up those who are hurting around the world. And we prayed last week, and we pray again for uh, for those in Haiti, suffering from the aftermath of the earthquake and the storm. Uh, For those, Lord, in Afghanistan and those families that lost loved ones this week. 
the Christians there that are struggling to get out. Lord, we, we pray for those who are hurting and in danger, especially those in danger because of your name. And Father, uh, as yet another disaster appears to loom down on the Gulf Coast, uh, we pray for those families, uh, that they would be safe, that you would keep them from harm, that you would minimize the damage, and that you would inspire us to do what we can as a church to help when help is necessary. Father, thank you. Thank you again for your love. Thank you again for giving us the gifts with which we can serve each other. And thank you. Thank you for your son, one who gave us the greatest gift of all, our salvation. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning into this message from our current series, Home. If you enjoyed today's message, join us again next week or join our live stream on Sunday at both 9 and 11 a.m. EST. We are so excited to meet you and get to know you. By just filling out the Connect card down in the caption, we will have the opportunity to reach out and introduce you to our church. Lastly, share this message with a friend. And if you want to support us, leave us a like or subscribe so you never miss out on a message. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.